Kong, I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the NXT 2.0 and UK after show. Per usual, on Thursday, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and co-host of Women's Wrestling Talk. And of course, I'm not alone. I am here with my fearless um, captain, um and just host great all-around great host of NCAT We Trust and amazing backstage interviewer and super mom Katrina Blake. How are you? <laughs> hey, I am I'm okay. I'm I'm not too bad. Always such an amazing uh intro as always. <laughs> Glad to be with you today. Yeah, of course. Now, of course, we're going to give the lowdown on everything that happened in the NXT umbrella between 2.0 and UK, of course, which came on on Tuesday and today. So, of course, if you watched either one of those or if you maybe missed some of those, you can watch our show and catch up on what you may have missed. Or if you watch and you want to talk about it with us or with anybody else in the chat who is passionate about NXT, you can um, do that, you know, as you want to. And maybe your comments will show up. During this telecast and we'll post them on here And have a conversation about what Went on on both shows So please do that as much as As much as possible and continue To support women's wrestling talk So NXT 2.0 Popped off in a Really cool way because We got to celebrate the Returning Zoe Stark who of course Last week um, Beat everyone in <laughs> in basically a um, battle royale to determine who was going to be the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. And Zoe Stark, of course, made her triumphant return after sending cryptic messages and QR codes um, on NXT for the past couple of weeks. And she made a glorious return and won and became the number one contender to Mandy Rose's NXT Women's Championship. Let us know if you are happy to see her. But in her promo. 
she was talking about, you know, her appreciation to the fans. And she was also afraid that during the time in which she was gone after Halloween Havoc last year, she was afraid that nobody would remember her. But the reception that she got um, during her um, comeback last week really changed her mind and let us know that the fans really do still see it for her and still love her. Then on top of that, she told us what happened to her because I wasn't entirely sure what happened to her because I believe this, the Halloween Havoc episode may have been an episode that I may have missed at that time, but she mentioned how when she was injured in her match with Toxic Attraction, she tore her ACL and her MCL off the bone and she was meant to be out a lot longer than she was. And I'm just like, girl, you did what? And that made sense because, of course, she had on, you know, her knee brace. But I didn't know how severe it was. And usually when that when that injury is that severe, like you're out for at least a year, six months to a year at the most. But she was out for, um, but she did her rehabbing and everything. And she returned after eight months because she was just passionate about returning back to NXT, even in the midst of it, you know, going through all of its changes and stuff like that. She wanted to come back and she was able to do that. And even though everybody was rooting for her and everybody was happy for her in return, guess who came to interrupt her? Little Miss Cora Jade, who really needs a new theme song um, at this point. Because if you're going to be Miss Bad Girl, um, we need a we need a better theme song to fit Miss Bad Girl. And she came <laughs> out there to interrupt Zoe Stark and talk about how Zoe ruined her moment and all of the above. My thing was, Zoe, I mean, Cora you really didn't have that much of a moment because you ran away at the beginning of the um, battle Royal and you tried to sneak a win, but then you wound up getting, you know, thrown over the top rope and you lost. And Zoe basically told Cora Jade that she found her actions distasteful from when she threw away the NXT women's tag team title that she held with um, Roxanne, who she stabbed in the back. And Zoe was talking about, you know, how she, basically how that title meant the world to her when he and e when her and Io Shirai won it and how it was just really disrespectful of her to throw it in the trash but she called Cora J trash and while this was going on Toxic Attraction came out there and basically talked back and forth um at Zoe Stark and basically said that she really isn't ready to beat her um to beat Mandy and then Mandy of course was talking about how she is getting closer to passing a number of older NXT women's um title reigns like I believe like Paige um, and also like Bailey and stuff like that. She is almost, you know, at that point where she's passing these other women in her title reign. But even though Zoe was ready to fight her then, Gigi Dolan decided that she wanted to fight her instead. And y'all know I love her. I love me some Gigi Dolan. So I was happy to see her sort of step up and challenge her in, and then to do it in such a cute dress and everything. Like Gigi looks amazing as always, but all of them really looked amazing. But you know, that's pretty much how that segment ended. And it was a really good start. You know, it's good to start with the women and end with the women. So Katrina, how did you feel about this segment? So I, I knew she was, uh, Zoe was injured, um, but I didn't realize how bad it was. That is actually. Me neither. Like a, 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 I feel like I am, I've never like, luckily been injured to that extreme, but I know quite a few people who's had both an MCL or an ACL tear. So for her to have both uh, and then still come back uh, less than a year to me is like, I want to say it's like, it healed well but i want to also say it's probably like determination as well that got her back here within a year 
uh, I that's insane to me. I, I most people you get just an ACL tear that can be almost a year because of where you know that location is and how you know it can affect the walking and everything else. And so to have both of that to the point where it tore off the bone and you still got back within a year, like she earned so. I mean, I was already a fan of her, but that earned so many extra kudos because I don't know if I personally uh, can do that and you know. That to me is just insane. And so I guess hearing that, I, I earned a lot more respect uh, for her. Because uh, I feel like a lot of that was also determination to get back and, you know, trying to find her place again, which sometimes, you know, with wrestling might not always go the way you want it when you're out for a bit of time because of injury. Or, you know, again, with WWE, because WWE is good for, you know, like we get some stuff happening and somebody gets injured and then we never see them really again and so it looks like you know wwe is trying to go the right path for her by her having to win the battle uh or, and then she's now gonna have her match with mandy uh and so looks like so far so good but i, I earned so much more respect for her after that uh cora i'm guessing doing what heels like to do the whole my moment like sis she was barely the match but okay <laughs> so right. she's i'm just like let's not Let's, let's not do the shenanigans like you were sitting here like killing it during the match and then Zoe popped out of nowhere was like surprise that was kind of <laughs> vice versa where Zoe was actually wrestling and you popped and thought you was going to get that little okie doke type of win and so I was like let's not do that Cora and then even with toxic attraction and while Gigi did put herself in and I guess I get it that's heel stuff when you have a stable like oh before you get to the main person let's get through me and so I understood it but I'm just like, I'm guessing it's just more to kind of drag out the story until we get to her and Mandy. But it was solid. It was a good opening. Uh, like I said, I earned so much more respect for Zoe after all of this. And so really solid open to NXT. Sorry. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. But let's um, check in the comments. We have Sammy, um, Tomatoes. Oh, gosh. I guess he's not a fan of Zoe. Um, then we got Chad. Um, hey, Chad. Thanks for joining us. And Sammy, thank you. Um, Zoe is not my favorite, but she is still up there for new favorites for me. She could beat Mandy or Mandy could retain and I would be happy. Um, and then he also said Mandy and Zoe are pretty close to being equal, so the mat title match could go either way. Yes, and this title match is made official. They're going to be fighting each other, I believe, at NXT Heatwave, which I believe is pretty apropos to the times in which we're all living in, where everything is hot. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like, this is official. But, of course, we're going to see them later on. Um as we talk about NXT and what else happened um, on Tuesday night, look at that picture, y'all. That's cute. And that logo is cute, too. NXT Heat Wave. Get into it. Um, <laughs> I like it. It's like really yes. old school feels. Wait, what did you say, Kat? I said it's, it gives the old school vibes, like how pay-per-views kind of wasn't like the mid-early, like mid-late 90s with some of the like uh, pay-per-view logos. This gives me like old school vibes. I like it. Yeah, it's super cute. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And plus, I just love the color scheme. It's just, oh, I love it. I live for bright colors. But um, in between that time, we, of course, had a um, backstage interview with Mackenzie Mitchell, looking amazing as always, interviewing the schism um, during which Joe Gacy promised that he could solve some of Cameron Grimes' emotional issues by stepping in and being the father figure that he needs. And that sounded really creepy and cult-like because, of course, you know, 
Cameron Grimes has put out there publicly that his father did inspire him to start his wrestling career, but sadly he is no longer with us. Um, and then of course, Cameron has been feeling very frustrated as of late with a lot of these high profile losses that he's been going through. And he was just really emotional the last time him and Joe Gacy, you know, spoke to each other backstage. So I guess Joe Gacy really does have his eyes on him and also use, utilizing his newer members of the schism to sort of, you know, lead, to try to lead him in. And I thought that was really creepy, but Hey, we just got to continue to wait and see for that. Uh, yeah. Gotta love it. But after that point, we had another match, which was between Grayson Waller and Wesley. Wesley came out there shaking his hair, shaking them twists. I love it. And Grayson Waller, of course, was backstage, you know, being the cocky brute that we know him, that we know him to be. And this match was pretty good. It felt like Wesley and, um, as you can see in there, he's like, you see Grayson trying to get a, get the upper hand on Wesley. It seemed like towards the beginning of the match, Wesley had a little bit more of the advantage there. But um, once um, Grayson sort of found his opening, proceeded to beat up on him a whole lot more. It was almost getting a little bit hopeless. And I was just like, bro, Wes, come on, fight back, fight back. You know, like, and it was just like, I just want Wesley to win more because he's just so talented. But when he, but it was almost like once, Wesley finally found his opening trick Williams snuck up from behind um in the audience you know disguised as an audience member in a coat and a hoodie I mean ain't you hot but um and I had to say a trick Willie on the top of it and then he hit Wesley from behind and then once Wesley um narrowly missed the count to get back in the ring Grayson Waller tried to take advantage when Wesley kicked out but then Grayson hit his finisher where he jumps through the ropes and hits a DDT and then Grayson Waller went on to win the match and Trick Willie Trick Williams as fine as he is proceeded to go up in there and brag about it and um basically insult him even more so uh I'm just so sad because I just feel like Wesley deserves better but how did you feel about this segment, Katrina? Uh, I thought it was a good match. I was I was also upset that Wes lost because <laughs> I feel like I say this often when we mention Wes, but like I think he's also really talented. And while I do like seeing him, especially with everything that happened with the team and everything as regards to, you know, everything that happened with his tag team partner. And so I like that he's being used, but I just wish they stopped with the shenanigans of him losing matches or getting like some really shitty deals. Cause I'm like, oh, come wow. on. Like, it's like not only did he lose the match, but the trick didn't have to do that. I was like, come on, bro. Did we have to do that? Like, I, I was hurt. I, I, I was I was really hurt by this, but um, it was a good match. I did enjoy the match. I just wish, you know, that we can get some more love for Wes, like as far as the outcomes of the situations he's been in, because it's like mad shenanigans. And I'm like, all right, guys, can we, can we not do this? <laughs> can we not do this? But it was a good match. I did like it. I just wish that it was a better outcome for Wes. Yeah, me too. It's just really frustrating to see someone as talented as Wesley and considering he's also been trying to find himself as a singles competitor, consistently losing. Like, I feel like we say this every week and it's frustrating because a part of me feels like they're trying to make us, you know, feel sorry for him, you know, so he could be the sympathetic baby face, which I completely understand as a part of the game. I get it. But at the same time, I'm just I just want better for Wes and I cannot wait until he finally gets his hands on trick williams and beats yeah. him up 
And Trick Williams, as good as he is, he doesn't necessarily need to utilize all those dirty tactics in order to get inside the mind of Wesley. He's just choosing to do that. And it's just so sad because, I mean, you don't have to do that. Do you not believe in yourself and your abilities, you know, to where you feel like you have to cheat all the time? Like, Trick, come on, you're better than that. But, you know, evil always has to do that. So, sadly, Wesley lost his match to Grayson Waller. And now Grayson Waller is going to be, you know, rubbing it in our faces for, I'm pretty sure, the next few weeks. But also, I loved how the fans were chanting Aussie asshole at him. That was hilarious. Um, (laughs) I was just like, yes, that's exactly what they're saying. I love it. Um, Sammy in the comments is saying, I need to whoop that trick in all caps. Oh, child, he is dis-re-damn-spectful, disrespecting my man right he is mad disrespectful towards wesley and i'm getting sick of it too sammy sick of it tired um but yeah that was pretty much it after that then um moving on to the next match we had apollo cruz versus zion quinn um something that was different was the fact that apollo cruz was in the ring with black all black trucks and i really enjoyed that it looked really good um this match was pretty good in the sense that you saw Zion Quinn sort of, you know, trying to keep control um, of the match, you know, in the early going um, of it. But then once Apollo Crews, you know, started bouncing back and everything, you know, he pretty much, you know, just beat him and tried to make quick work of it. But Zion Quinn wasn't trying to, you know, fire back from him, as you can see him standing above Apollo Crews in that picture right there. But um, Apollo Crews wound up taking advantage with a single arm power bomb and wound up winning. So um, this match was pretty good. Um, but at the same time, it was it almost felt like Zion Quinn was fighting him. But then it's like Apollo Crews is really looking to prove himself now that he's back in NXT and back at home and stuff. So it was pretty okay, but a part of me wants to almost see them fight again just to see, you know, how it would work. Because um, I feel like there's just something about Zion Quinn that just, there's something there. And I, I'm trying to keep from making the Beauty and the Beast quote. There might be something there that wasn't there before, but it's just something there. I don't know what it is. But Kat, how did you feel about this match? And what do you see is next? Um, what do you feel is next for Apollo Crews and Zion Quinn after this? Honestly, and while I do, I guess to your point about Apollo, like trying to have a different urgency coming back. And so that I understand, I respect it actually, you know, you want to, if you're going to go back down to NXT and do what everybody else has been doing so far in NXT, kind of refreshing, I don't want to say remake because they're already kind of made, but I feel like refreshing their character is the better word when they go back down to NXT. And so I feel like he's refreshing who he is in WWE. And so that's good. But I like my guys. Now, why he is a heel <laughs> and he has been doing shenanigans over the last few weeks. And I'm like, listen, here's our stop it. That is my guy. And okay, again, very nice to look at, but that's my guy. And so I kind of want him also to, I feel like his match has also been like, he's beginning kind of the shitty end of the stick. I feel like most of his matches he's been losing. And it's like, I'm, it's nice to see you, but can we get some wins? And so this is one of those matches where it's like, man, like you don't want Apollo to lose, but then you don't want, like, I don't want, Zion to lose either. It was one of those type of situations for me. So I, I want, I wish you, I felt like it didn't go on as long as it probably could have. Um, but maybe they can keep, I mean, I feel like, I guess it depends on if they feel like Apollo can move on or if they're going to really give Zion an actual feud because I feel like his feuds has kind of been all over the place. Like he's had matches with different people. And so I'm not really sure what his actual real feuds are. 
Uh, and so maybe they can make this like a feud for a bit or we'll see if they'll split them and have them just now two different people they're going to face. But it was nice to see him. I'm just wishing that, like, can we not have him lose, like, every match you bet real quick? Yeah. <laughs> like, I agree. I just feel like there's just something about Zion Quinn that just that they're just not tapping into. And he always does lose. And it's just like, come on. Like, just come on <laughs> like he's been there for a while and i feel like there's just something else that they just need to do with him aside from having him lose to people constantly so but he was impressive because um zion quinn did hit a spinning fireman's carry slam um but it was just really good like he does like he does amazing stuff in the ring but he just loses all the time and i just feel like there's just something more to him um but moving on with the show we had more women um segments as you could say because we had wendy chu um who woke up from a dream um from her being in the battle royal um and of course her losing and being um eliminated by tiffany stratton who she sort of had a lot of run-ins with as of late and then she consists and she promised that she was going to make tiffany stratton's life a whole lot worse and i'm very intrigued to see how that happened considering they had that one match with each other and they were fighting each other even backstage and she put Put powder all over her face and everything and she almost smashed her with the um with the technology box or whatever so i'm just like how can wendy chu make this girl's life worse i'm ready for that um and then also moving on with more women you had kiana james who was presenting a powerpoint presentation on nikita lyons being the main problem in the women's division and i'm just like girl why are you throwing all this shade at Nikita Lyons and why is she the sole problem as if we didn't just see Cora Jade just stab her best friend in the back and throw one of the women's tag team titles in the trash can as if you don't have Ivy Nile you know dealing with a a, a fledgling group that's in like a civil war like you're saying Nikita Lyons is the problem Come on now. That's stupid. But since she wants to, you know, have Nikita Lyons' name in her mouth, I'm pretty sure Nikita is going to hear about it. And we're going to see a fight between them next week. And I'm more than sure Nikita is going to get her together. Nikita gang. Whatever. So after that point, <laughs> Katrina, how do you feel about these women's segments? And where do you think um, these stories are going to continue to go? Or where would you like to see them go? Uh, I, I, you know, I love me some Wendy Chu. That's my girl. And so I'm hoping they do her right. Cause I'm getting real tired of, I feel like I say this a lot with the shenanigans, but they've been doing my girl Wendy wrong with how they've been letting her matches play out. And even with some of her little segments and feuds. So I thought it was a good segment, but I want to see her like get into a, like a legit feud and actually come out victorious. I feel like we're, they, they're sleeping on Wendy again. I love the gimmick. I think it's super like new and refreshing. And so I, it's, it gets, Everybody can't pull that off. I feel like a sleeping gimmick is not something you can always pull off. And I think she pulls it off very well. And so there's that. Um, as far as the, <laughs> the thing with Nikita, I, I felt like it wasn't like necessary, but I did laugh because I'm like, do you know how much effort it takes to make a, power, a, a presentation? Like you would have took the effort to make a power. That's a lot of effort to do for somebody. I mean, like I get like the whole, like Nikita was a person that it looked like she might've been the person on top. It did. And I'm not sure what they're doing. I still think she's still like a main person. I do. I feel that. But it's not as hard as the push was before she got injured. And so so that regard, I understood the whole like, okay, she might be the most dangerous. But to take the time to make a presentation to me, I did laugh. Because I'm like, sis, this is a lot of effort <laughs> to put it to somebody you don't like. And I'm, like, I'm not doing all this somebody I really don't like. Like if somebody I like, I might do that. Like I might get extra. But for some, I'm, like, I'm not doing that. That's a lot of effort and work. 
was it necessary? So I did find it amusing because I was like, all right, this is bad over the top, but it kind of works. So maybe this can be a feud uh, because, you know, I, I don't, you know, Lash Ledger now has her feud uh, with Albert Fire. So it seems like they kind of moved them away from each other. So maybe this will be her new feud and give her somebody to kind of feud with. And so they do have a good chunk of women on the roster. And so I, I like it. Like, again, I I mean, that was unnecessary, but it didn't make me laugh. And so I guess that was some kind of reaction to it. Uh, but I'm interested to see where they go with it next. I agree. And then we also got some stuff going on in the chat right now about this. Um, Chad is saying, do you think the nightmare um, will make Wendy lean back into the Tian Sha Mei-Ying gimmick? Ah, oh, I don't know. Um, I really feel like... That's something that impresses me about Wendy Chu is the fact that she really was in, she really was Mei Ying. And then all of a sudden she switched and became, um, she switched and then became um, <laughs> Wendy Chu. So I'm just like, I, I'm not sure if they'll make her, if, if they'll go back to that because her being in the sleeping gimmick is really cool because it's just like with her being a girl that likes to sleep, we can't sleep on her. So therefore, I mean, I think that's cute. Yeah. Um, and then he also said that he likes the Keanu James and the Kid Alliance feud as a storyline, even though the winner is predictable. That may be true, but you know, it's like Katrina said, you know, they, they aren't pushing Nikita as hard because of course their her injury happened, but you know, she is working her way back to the top. And that is something that I do respect about her character is the fact that she's not just coming in and just thinking that she, everything is just supposed to be handed to her because it seemed like that's how it was supposed to go before yeah. she got injured um, during the women's breakout tournament. So I'm interested because of course NXT's women's division is always on and popping so I love it. So moving on to women's action in the ring we had Zoe Stark versus Gigi Dolan of Toxic Attraction and of course um JC Jane and the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose was out there rooting her on and that was an impressive part of that match. Gigi with that submission made me fall in love with her even more than I already am. Oh my god, that was so cool. Like I was just like, "Girl, what is this?" And I, I know other women have done it before. I may have seen it before, but just watching her do it yeah. was just really cool to me. I was just, and then the way that Zoe was just kind of making it look like it was just bending her like backwards was just amazing. Like, I just love that. Um, this match was really short. Um, and I hate how short it was, even though I know that um, Zoe, Zoe Stark came out with the win um, with a belly to back um, GTS. It's just, I wanted it to go a little bit longer because I feel like, of course, we've seen Gigi um, wrestle a little bit longer before, even in her tag team work. And I feel like there's so much more that she could be doing as a singles competitor. Um, mm -hmm. And if Zoe Stark is the number one contender, then she should have been allowed to show that for a little bit longer. Um, so it was a little bit sad for me to see, to watch this match go a little bit, as to be as short as it was. But at the same time, you know, Zoe won, so there we are. Um, but after the match um happened and Zoe Stark was celebrating, Cora Jade came and attacked Zoe. But then we thankfully we had a returning Roxanne Perez run up on her, and as she ran up on her, guess what Cora Jade did? Run. She ran, and I'm just like, girl, you were talking all this big stuff, 
you know, about how you were better than Roxanne and how you feel like you're better than Toxic Attraction, you're better than Zoe Stark, and how Zoe stole your moment or whatever, but yep. you attack Zoe from behind, and then the minute your, your former best friend runs up on you face-to-face, -face, you run away. Why did I do that at? It was just so annoying. Um, <laughs> oh, it was just so annoying. I was just like, girl whatever but then a part of me really wanted Roxanne to continue to run after her but of course you know she was being the nice girl and checking up on Zoe you know and that was you know nice to see that you know even though Roxanne does have an axe to grind with Cora she still took the time to be a nice person to Zoe and help her you know recover from her getting attacked after her match so that was good and then of course there was more that Roxanne had to say um, but I'll go more into that after I ask Kat how she felt about the match and how she felt about seeing Roxanne return and, you know, chase Cora Jade off like a scalded hyena. Go ahead. <laughs> hyena. <laughs> I, I, I agree that I do believe the match should have been longer. Um, they didn't, um, I've seen Gigi wrestle outside of WWE and so. I know she can wrestle. And so I want to be able to see her wrestle more. I feel like, yes, she's with the, you know, toxic attraction, but I feel like because Mandy's the main person, her and uh, her name's not coming to me right now, but they're more like the tag team portion of the group. Casey Jane. Yeah. Like they, they're like the tag team portion. And so a lot of her matches have been tag team type matches. And so it was nice to kind of see her again, do her thing. I thought the submission was, you know, I'm a fan of submissions, certain submissions, and so it was beautifully done. Uh, I thought she had it like so. I and while I was very also very happy that Zoe did get the one, I felt that again if you're building her up to maybe the throne, Mandy, you have to look make her look good and make her look strong. And so I was happy with the win, but I do agree that it should have definitely been a bit longer. And that's kind of unfortunate that it didn't give them more time. I was glad also that Roxanne came back. You know, Roxanne's my girl. And it was like, Cora is, well, again, she's what I would call the cowardly heel. And so she talks a lot of like, you know, like there's the heels who's like the aggressive heel and then they come and just beat you up, but they beat you up and like, they don't leave. <laughs> like they beat you up and they stand over you while you got beat up. And you know, there's those like the, like how when Brock Lesnar was heel, for instance, like the whole, like I'm, I'm here and there's nothing you can do about it. And so I feel like Cora is more like the, the cowardly heel where she'll talk a lot of crap on the microphone and then dip when stuff hits the shit hits the fan. And so I was glad that Roxanne came back and I'm glad that she did help, uh, you know, uh, Kayla from getting like really beat up considering she did get the win. But it was also like, oh, I cannot wait till she get her hands on Cora. I feel like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till she like get her hands. I'm like looking so forward to see how I really handle Cora. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I know it's, we're gonna get it and it probably will be at the next preview, but I can't wait. I'm like, yes, you need to do, you need to beat Cora up for the shenanigans. So I was happy that she came back. I'm looking forward to the eventual face-off that they will have. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Cause you can't just stab somebody in the back, your best friend in the back like that and then attack her and then stop her from winning an opportunity that you felt like you should have gotten but you know you didn't get and then you know go around talking about and throwing away the titles that you guys won and then only to just run away and just be a chicken and I'm just so sick of her being a chicken like I'm like ma'am you fought Natalia at this point you should have graduated to the big girl britches and fought her 
and like fight Roxanne. And even though what you said is, you know, true about being the cowardly heel, I 100% get that. You know, I get it, you know, from having watched wrestling my whole life, I completely understand. But I feel like at this point, there comes a point in time in the story where you have to, once you turn heel, stand in it. It's just like they said on Grey's Anatomy in the very beginning of the show. If you want to be a shark, be a shark. And she needs to decide if she's going to be a shark or if she's just going to be a minnow. Like, since you want to be a, a shark, go ahead and be one. But after that, you know, before I proceed to go in on Cora Jade even more, um, Roxanne had a promo um, backstage with um, Mackenzie Mitchell, and she was talking about, you know, how important the NXT Women's Tag Team titles are and how she is looking to, you know, fight Cora Jade and how disrespected she how disrespectful she felt Cora J's actions were towards the tag titles and you know and what their prestige is and basically talking about how these titles deserve to be defended um and and treated with the utmost respect so after that we got a beautiful appearance from a friend of women's wrestling talk and a friend of Katrina as well Alundra <laughs> Blaze who is a hall of famer Yes, ma'am. And the one who is also infamously known, which she did address herself um, on the show, for throwing, a for throwing one of WWE's women's titles in the trash can. She is famous for having done that on WCW television. But she came back on the show to have um, this, this beautiful moment with Roxanne Perez. And she took the, the, um, the women's tag titles you know, from Roxanne and made the announcement um, that a fatal four-way is going to be held next week to determine who is going to be the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And she did show up a little bit later in the show, but we'll discuss that later. But I thought this was a very welcome thing because on Twitter last week, you know, when Cora J did throw the title away, um, she retweeted, you know, what had happened is she retweeted a video um, of what had happened with Cora and basically addressed it herself because, you know, this is something that she's done. So I thought it was amazing. And for the sake of nerddom and also continuity sake that this happened, um, I thought this was a nice moment, you know, for this legend to come on with um, Roxanne, who is the future of women's wrestling. And, you know, for her to relinquish the title and then give it to her, and for her to make that announcement was just really good. So, Katrina, how did you feel um, seeing this segment? I loved it. <laughs> I, I Now, in my head, it makes sense to have her there because she was the person who did it. But I liked, instead of it being where she, it was like her and Cora, I liked that it was rather her and Roxanne because it was coming from a different space than when she first tossed you know, the title years ago. And so I felt like this version of it, of her being in a, you know, back in WWE for a situation where it was like, oh, this person threw the title in the trash, but you're on the side of the person that was wrong. And I'm not saying, you know, Alondra uh, wasn't, because you know, a lot of the stuff that happened back then, I totally understood her reasoning for how she did what she did. And so, but I mean, in regards to like, it, they could have very well played it where she would have talked to Cora instead because Cora was the one who did it. And so I like that they decided to go where she was talking to Roxanne instead. And it's unfortunate because I was hyped. I mean, I was hyped for the title win. Uh, and so hopefully that means she'll get back to the top, you know, soon. Um, but I, I, I liked, I liked it. 
Um, it was, I thought it was a really nice moment. Again, I was happy about that, you know, especially having to, you know, do the interview with her last year. It was just like, oh my God, so cool. And so to have like, was it like, I feel like that might've been a year before time has going by really fast. Um, yeah, it was, I, it might've been like, I feel like it was last year because I tried women's yeah it was last year but to do that interview with her and then just to get so much insight into like her knowledge but stuff that she was going through it was really good to see her back on WWE TV uh and so I thought it was a really nice segment I loved it I loved it too and let me just say time is crazy because I could have swore you talked to her this year because I saw you posted about it and everything and I remember being crunk you know, for you. And I was just like, oh my God, cat did it, blah, blah, blah. And I, I could have sworn that was this year. Oh my God. I, I, I think for a minute, if not, it's 2022. It was definitely last year. It took me, <laughs> I remember like, time is going by very fast. We're like almost at August. So, insane. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, like, I loved that moment for you. And so when she popped up on television on NXT, I immediately thought of you and I was just like, oh, because <laughs> that's just how I feel whenever I see people whenever I see people that I know I've met or any one of my friends have met it's just I just automatically feel like it just hits different when you see them on TV and you're just like yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah it's cool I'm still the same way like yay my friend right there or, yeah that's me totally get it yeah but I will say this though um I am excited for the Fatal 4-Way match because you have, of course, you have Toxic Attraction in the, in the match. And then you have Team Casey Squared, that's um, um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And then you have Yulisa and Valentina Faraz in it. And I believe it's Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley are going to be in it as well. I believe so. Yeah. So that's a solid team, you know, for that Fatal 4-Way that's going to be taking place next week. Um, I but I am saying this though, my prediction I'm putting my flag in the ground for team Casey Square because they have worked way too hard and they have lost way too many tag team title matches for them to go into this one and lose. So, dang it, Toxic Attraction doesn't need them anymore. Okay, the other two teams they have time, it is team Casey Square time. I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> they need to win it. But moving on from that segment, but I did enjoy um, Roxanne and Alundra being on the show. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, but moving on, we also had another um, segment involving Solo Sokoa because, of course, they did show Solo getting attacked by Von Wagner at SmackDown in Orlando, Florida um, a few weeks ago, which made me sad because your family was there, but we're, we'll get into that later. Um, well, not later, but just at another date. But um, Solo Sokoa didn't take too kindly to it. So he challenged Von Wagner to a false count anywhere match next week. Um, and Von Wagner responded to the challenge um, by saying that he was going to accept it. But Robert Stone wanted to decline the challenge, which I thought was interesting. Um, but then even before that, they also mentioned how Sophia Cromwell decided she wanted to be a model and go on SmackDown as Maxine Dupree um, with um, the Maximum Male Models Association thing. Um, and Von Wagner said, well, if she wants to go be a model, I don't care. I don't give a ish. And I was just like, oh, so we cussing on NXT today. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that was interesting. But, yeah, Von Wagner really did, really does want to teach Solo Sokoa a lesson. So he accepted the challenge. Robert Stone wanted to turn it down so i guess there's trouble in paradise with them already lord jesus groups just don't last no more but yeah that was interesting so 
Katrina, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm 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 hyped for the match. I think it's going to be a really good match next week. It might be the highlight of the night, but we'll see as far as what happens next week. Um, but I was surprised about the cursing too. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right. Is this? Or I'm not that I'm complaining because you know sometimes curses happen. But I was like, oh snap, okay, NXT, this is what we're doing. So I thought it was a good segment. I'm excited for it next week. Uh, so we'll see. I'm excited for it though. Yes, and Chad said that he thinks that Alundra and Roxanne and their segment was cute. Um, and that he's glad that Sophia is Maxine now. And I just wish Max was still there. Um, yeah, I still don't know what's going on with that. Um, and Max with male models is a much funner gimmick than Vaughn and Stone. I agree. I agree. But we'll, but you know, that's the SmackDown side of things. <laughs> this is the NXT side of things, you know. But if you do, of course, want to catch SmackDown um, and Rampage after show, feel free to watch that every Friday night after Rampage goes off. Um, I won't be on it this Friday, um, but still watch it either way. We It's good stuff on there. But moving on with NXT, JD McDonough came out um, and appeared in the crowd where he gave everybody sort of weird health tips, which I thought was really creepy because I feel like the only way he's giving health tips like this is because he knows how to break all of these people's bones. Like, he knows the anatomy because he knows how to destroy it. That's an interesting and perspective. Well, I just feel like that's just, <laughs> that's just how it feels about it. I mean, Kat, that's just how it feels about it. But Kat, what, why you say it's an interesting perspective? Because you, cause, I mean, because... I guess what he said last week also, where he was just like, he's his style of doing what he needs to do to get done. And so for him to say that last week, and then you're like, maybe because he knows how to, it could very well be so that that was like the weird, it was creepy. Cause I'm like, why are we doing this? Like if I'm at a wrestling show and a person stands next to me, I'm gonna be like, all right, personal space. Even knowing, <laughs> even knowing that these people are in gimmicks, I'll be like, all right, but can we, no, person, give me some space. Uh, and so, it was like it was like all right why are we why are we doing this because i would have surely made a face if that was me in the audience i would have been like no let's not do that today knowing that it was gimmick but i'm like let's let's not do this and so <laughs> to me it was creepy it definitely was but i i it's interesting in regards to you saying that maybe because he knew how because maybe it could be one of those situations which sounds really sadistic that i'm giving you tips because i can beat you up so you know yeah, but that makes it even scarier. It's just the fact that he was he was moving out of the audience and towards Alicia Taylor and then towards Wade Barrett and then Vic Joseph. And that made me mad because first of all, you're gonna leave Alicia Taylor alone. I say that because I because because me and Alicia Taylor Alicia Taylor actually follows me and she likes a lot of my posts on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and stuff like that. Like she and I have a connection. So I just don't want you to just I just want you to leave her alone. Okay. Like she doesn't bother anybody, and neither does Vic. Joseph, but Wade Barrett, on the other hand, I'm more than sure he could come from behind that table and come out of retirement and knock the F out of you. Like, so you ain't finna do him like that. Like, Wade Barrett walked so you can run, so don't do that to him. Um, but yeah, like, I was just like, you're gonna leave Vic and Alicia alone. Those are cinnamon rolls. Don't bother them, okay? <laughs> like, just don't. It was just so rude. But, you know, as he was doing all of that, Braun Breaker came out, of course, in that amazing tank top he had on last week i i need them to put that tank top on sale because it's cute um yeah he basically challenged mcdonough to a match at nxt heat wave and then while jd you know responded to it 
and then hit him with a headbutt. Freaking Braun got even more intense and hit him with the headbutt, but then he started, but then JD started bleeding out of his mouth, and I was just like, ooh. Oh, this is interesting. This is yeah. very interesting. I got it even, pretty quickly. Yeah, and then he started laughing afterward. And I was just like, is it J- JD is creepy. He he he's not of this world. Um he's creepy. He's very creepy. The the fact that you laughed after getting head butted and your mouth is bleeding. He likes pain. <laughs> yeah, <He> likes pain. <laughs> definitely. That's that's that like off settling things like you get hurt or like something's bad and you're laughing. That's usually like a unsettling kind of situation. Yeah, he needs to go to therapy. <laughs> therapy works, guys. Please, if if if, if if you need help, please go seek help. Um, and I don't mean that just comically. I mean that seriously. Please go get help. Please, you know, never never yucking anyone's young, but please get help if you need it. So, yeah. That was that was a really intense segment there, but I am interested to see the both of them fight on um, whether it be for the NXT title or not. Um, it would be really cool. Um, Chad said this segment was so fun in a creepy way, and JD is smart and sadistic. Uh, definitely. He also said I'm a big fan of Alicia. I'm just I'm glad JD just complimented her voice and moved on. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe JD should take over the schism. I'm in therapy in real life. Hey, and that is okay. That is all right. I'm in therapy too. It works. It definitely works. (laughs) Same. It works. Like we're breaking curses over our lives and we're just being healthy in our minds because of therapy. So there's no shame in that at all. But yeah, the women's wrestling talk is a pro therapy place. Moving on. (laughs) We have um, Giovanni Vinci versus Andre Chase. And they had a backstage segment with Chase U. You had Thea Hale and Bodie Hayward back there with Andre Chase. Um, And we had a returning Nathan Frazier come back. He has been gone. Um, I I didn't know, you know, where he went, but he had been gone due to injury and stuff like that. But I remember when he was on NXT, he really was impressing me. And considering he is one of the... um, students from the black and brave academy which was founded by seth rollins and a friend um whose name i can't really remember right now um but shout out to that friend um i was really excited for him you know to come out there in that segment and want to you know be on the side in the spirit section for chase you for andre chase's match um that was really really cool so they came out there and this match was pretty amazing um i just don't understand how Chase can just wrestle in those shoes and in that sweater and that dress shirt. Like, I hope he has like a fan underneath or something to keep him cool. Um, I don't know, but he just impresses me with that. But even with that, with even with all of that, this match was very athletically stable. I loved it. Like, I really loved it. As you can see, Giovanni Vinci was hitting all kinds of suplexes on Andre Chase. Um, it was just like this match really was really good. It was one of the top matches of the night, in my opinion. Like they really did a good job because even though Andre is really goofy with his um approach, you know, with him being in Chase U and being a teacher or whatever, you know, when he gets in that ring, he really can, you know, get it cracking. Um, and it's really good. And I want to see more from Chase, but of course, um, 
and even with Chase hitting, you know, an atomic power bomb and a spine buster on him, like there were a lot of moments where he almost won the match. But Vinci, of course, um, overpowered him and wound up winning because, of course, he was angry at Chase U for for their bus, you know, being parked in front of his Ferrari Lamborghini. Um a very expensive car um so that's pretty much where this came from but um we have the rise of giovanni vinci he wound up winning the match um and also breaking the chase you flag and there was a couple of moments where i thought thea hale was gonna jump on him herself and i'm just like bruh i feel like her and um pete dunn slash butch are basically made up of the same type of stuff because they just be ready to fight whenever. Like, I love it. But how did you feel about this match in this segment involving Chase U and um, Giovanni Vinci? It was definitely a really physical match, which I really enjoyed. And I agree with the shoes thing, because I think about just wearing, like, heels. And, like, if it's, like, you're standing too long or something, like, you might, your feet might start hurting or something. And so to wrestle in those where it was like really physical like that i feel like he probably like soaked his feet after the match like there's no way he didn't but i was even when he like ripped the flag i was like bro <laughs> like really like i thought it was against super heel but um it was a really good match it was i i did like that it was really physical i you know I felt like the 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 winner it made sense to me at least like i was like okay this makes sense it was a really, really, really solid match. Uh, and I thought, again, I, I feel like Chase U like, always makes things extra being there. So, like, in a good way. Like, it's like they're always hyping that up. Like, like how you think of, like, high school or, like, college vibes at, like, a football game or something when you want the school to kind of cheer that person on or cheer the team on. And so I always love that energy. It's always really good. Yeah, definitely. I love Chase U's energy. I love it so much because – I was that girl, like I was that school spirit person in college and in high school, but mostly in high school, like, like I was voted, like I was voted most school, one of like, one of the categories I was voted for was most school spirit, like my senior year, like that's a problem that I have. So I really can't relate to Chase U when you're just so excited to be there. You feel like your university or your school is the best school on the planet. Shout out to Fairfield High and shout out to Berea College. But, you know, it's just, but even with their action, it's just like, I just can't wait to see more of what they have to offer, you know, in terms of their wrestling. And Andre Chase did a phenomenal job. Um, and he deserves a whole lot of praise for what he's been able to do with that. Um, with a gimmick like that, which some might think is corny, but at the same time, it's still really funny. So um, Chad said, Vinci and Chase ended up being my match of the night, which is surprising to me because I don't usually get into men's wrestling as much. Wow, okay. Um, maybe some of this time could have gone to Zoe and Gigi, but I thought this was great. Bodie and Theo were great fun. Yeah, they are hilarious. So yeah, here's hoping for better times for Chase U, but we'll get more into that a little bit later as we talk about NXT UK. Um, but moving on into more women's action, like Chad was um, is really into, like he really said he's into, we had a match with Indy Hartwell, um, the impressive Indy Hartwell versus Ariana Grace. And of course, you know, we love Ariana Grace because she is, of course, the daughter of Santino Morella. Um and it's just been really great to see her grow. And she has this new gimmick where she's um, being this pageant queen. Um, now, mind you, I love watching pageants and I love seeing, you know, all kinds of women from different areas, you know, 
win different pageants and everything and the dresses that they do and everything. So I'm going to have to look back on her social media and really see, you know, how many of those pageants did she really go on and win? Because I think that's fascinating. Um, but in this match, however, the pageantry didn't work <laughs> because um, even though Ariana Grace was able to show more of, you know, what she's been learning, you know, backstage and well, back at the performance center and everything, Indy Hartwell being the, mo the more um, tenured member in this match was able to take advantage of her and hit her with a big boot in order to win the match. But even though I can't really I, I can't really complain about this match. I can't really complain about Ariana Grace's performance in it. Um, I just can't wait to see what more she has to offer. But it's clear that Indy Hartwell, you know, is on the upward track um, in her career. So I'm excited for Indy, but I am still excited for Ariana to see, you know, where this goes. And she's a very beautiful woman as well. Ariana just has a lot to offer. So how did you um, feel about this match? And where, what do you feel is next for Indy and um, Ariana? Um, I, I thought of, I wish it was a little longer. I felt like it was a pretty short match. Uh, but I do like uh, Ariana, you know, also got to interview her <laughs> as well uh, uh, last year, Bianca. Uh, and so she was really, really sweet. And I know before she was trying, like this is before I knew she was coming to WWE, just like her training regimen and trying to improve. And so it's nice to see her on WWE TV and I hope uh, that they can like do her well. Uh, but I'm also, again, Indy is my girl. And so it was nice for her to have a win. Um, and I'm hoping this means that this is the upswing for her too. Like they'll do more with her matches where she's winning them and they're showing that she's improving in the ring. Cause I do like Indy. And I felt like a lot of times her being stuck in the groups hindered her. And so this is time, it's fi she's finally shining now. And so I'm like, I'm really glad about it. And so, so far so good. I thought it, I thought it should have been a little longer, but it was nice to see them both. But in particular for Indy, just cause I like that she seems like she's going on a good trajectory right now. And so fingers crossed it stayed that way. Definitely. I agree with all of that. Um, I do want to see the rise of Indy. I'm very interested in seeing that. And I also am very interested in seeing the rise of Ariana Grace. Like, I'm really excited for all of it. And Chad is excited. He said, I love this match. Excellent character work on both sides. I'm glad Indy won. Right. The character work backstage was fire <laughs> because I feel like in this, they really were able to get across, you know, who each other, you know, who they were, especially with Ariana Grace being so new, but being so solid in her character character as the beautiful pageant girl you know like it was clear and I liked it it was I liked it very much so um basically they talked more after this match they talked a little bit more about the fatal four-way tag team match we had a segment with Songa talking to Valentina Feroz and Ulisa Leon um and beefing them up so they could prepare for that match then we had team Casey Square getting into an argument with Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley and then Electra Lopez got involved um and started fighting in that brawl in order to you know make matters a whole lot worse and then we had another uh, pre-taped interview with Lash Legend and Alba Fire warning each other about what would happen when they fought again. So it's pretty clear that Lash Legend and Alba Fire still have access to grind with each other. But I'm really hoping that Alba Fire is able, you know, to beat her with, with and without the bat because... Yeah. You know, as much as I want all of our black women to win, it's just that Lash Legend gets on my nerves because she just always talks about how how she's just jealous of other people getting attention that she feels like she should be getting. And I'm just like, girl, 
uh-uh, like Bianca Belair. But either way, <laughs> either way, I can't wait to see them actually, you know, get in the ring together and have like a fair fight. Like I'm really prepared for that. So, you know, the women's action is popping off now. Of course, the fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles is next week. Um, and of course, we will be will be here to cover it next week as well. So I'm really excited about that. And tell us in the comments who you believe is um, next in line or who you want to win the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. But moving on towards the um, main event, we had Diamond Mind versus the D'Angelo family, um, San Santos Escobar, because of course, he's still not back. But, oh. Uh, this match was really good. This there's something about um, the D'Angelo family that's making me feel a little bit uneasy. Since Santos is absent, it's almost like um, Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wilder and Electra Lopez are almost losing their fight to sort of separate themselves. Um, and it's making me mad a little bit because it's just like Legado del Fantasma. Like I was really a big fan of them, so just so to see them assimilate so quickly into the D'Angelo family kind of makes me sad. So I'm just like, um, so did y'all just stop fighting? But either way, this eight-man tag was fire. <laughs> this eight-man tag team match was absolutely fire. They all showed their behinds in this match in a good way. Like, you just saw the best of what everyone had to offer. You had the high-flying. You had the power moves. You had the suplexes. You had the cannonballs from the Creed Brothers. Everything in this match was just amazing. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, it's just... It's just so crazy how I just didn't expect the D'Angelo family to win the match at all, not undercutting their talent, but it's just with all the problems that the Diamond Mine was having, I would have thought that maybe they would have, like with the way that they were talking to each other backstage, that maybe they would have gotten their differences together and, you know, rallied together to win this match. But that did not happen. And, oh my gosh, um, Brutus Creed wound up taking a high low from Wild and Del Toro and then left Roderick Strong and Julius Creed to fight and then Strong accidentally kneed Julius Creed in the face, um, allowing Tony D'Angelo to win with, with his finisher move called the forget about it. So that's basically what happened there. Oh, it's just crazy. And it also feels like one of Julius Creed is trying to sort of manifest himself as the new de facto leader of Diamond Mine while Roger Strong isn't taking too kindly to it. But basically, you know, the D'Angelo family slash Delgado Del Fantasma won this match, but it was really good. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this? And where do you think Diamond Mine is going to go from here? That was a really, really good end to NXT. Uh, it was definitely... I'm always impartial to eight-man tags only because sometimes when there's too many people in the ring, it's like, how well can you pull off spots? How well can you pull off moves? And can you tell the story you want to tell sometimes when it's like in a situation when it's like that? It's a little different, at least with like Royal Rumbles or Battle Royals, because there's always the moments for that one person to shine at different times in the match. And so for this, I'm always kind of mm, about like an eight-man tag. But they definitely did bring it. I felt like this was a really good way to close off NXT. They definitely, as you said, showed out. <laughs> they definitely showed out and gave, you know, their all. And so I, I think it was a good way to close NXT. I thought, you know, 
I like that they have this few thing happening and I feel like there's so many things they could still do with it considering there's so many members. You can still do even individual feuds between the groups if needed because of so many the member the amount of members that's in the groups and so I thought it was a good way to close out NXT and uh, they they killed it. They definitely did. I feel like this was like I don't feel like it should have been any place else on the show. It felt like it should have been the closing spot for that and they did a good job. They really did. Yeah, they really did. Um, Diamond Mine is falling apart. <laughs> it's Diamond Mine Civil War. That's what's going on there. But I want to see a civil war with the D'Angelo family. I like. I almost want them to switch stories and put the civil war with D'Angelo and um, with the D'Angelo and Legato family, and then just leave Diamond Mine alone and let them be dominant and show. Like leave them alone. But it was a great way to end NXT um, this week. I loved it. It was a great ending. Um, Chad in the comments is saying that um, he predicts in the women's tag team match, he said he'll cheer for Tatum to join Diamond Mine with the gold. Ah, that would be interesting. That's a good. um, And then he said, I meant to type, who do you predict in the tag? Well, I predict um, for the Fatal 4-Way for the women's tag team titles that it's going to be um, Team Casey Squared. That's um, Katana Chance and um, Kaden Carter. That's who I'm predicting. Who are you predicting, Kat? I, I I feel like I don't see the reason for them to have Toxic Attraction take it back. I feel like that would be pointless. And so because I feel like uh, Kaden and Katana have been probably the team that's been the most uh, together, I can see, especially since they were the ones who pretty much were the team right before it was Roxanne and Cora. So I feel right. like the logical thing would be to go back to them, but we'll see. But I feel like that's the logical choice. So I'm going to go for that as well. Yes, but even after that, you know, it still ended with the women because, of course, NXT ended with a segment backstage involving Alundra Blaze carrying the women's tag team titles um, and being interviewed, but then having that interview interrupted by Toxic Attraction, JC and um, Gigi, trying to say that, you know, since we were the last ones to hold the title, you know, before them and Cora decided to throw it in the trash, you could just give us the titles and you won't have to have the Fatal 4-Way. But Alundra wasn't having it. She left with the titles in hand, much to the chagrin of Toxic Attraction, and that is really where NXT ended. So, yeah, um, pretty good stuff. I loved um, the way that NXT um, 2.0 ended. It was a pretty solid show. But now we got to move into the NXT UK side of things. This was a pretty solid episode. Um, I enjoyed this episode. Um, The action was really great. Like, oh, I can't wait to really get into it. So... For NXT UK, NXT UK started with um, the, of course, them talking about, you know, where the NXT UK tag team titles are going to um, basically to see who's going to contend for it. Um, so, of course, we had Mark Andrews and Wild Boar from, you know what, the name of their group is slipping my mind. And I looked at it. I believe the group uh, is uh, Josh, uh, Josh and Brooks. And then Mark Andrews and Wildboard. Yeah, but they but they came out and it's like they're a part of a group and they have a name, like a, like a group name, and I can't remember it to save my life right now. I'm so upset um, because they had the whole interest and it was black and white and everything. Yeah, and I, and, and I meant and I really did mean to study it to really understand, you know, what the name of the group was, but I forgot it. So for charge it to my head and not my heart, guys. But 
this match was pretty good. Um, you had, of course, you have Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen who were looking to defend their titles and, you know, hold on to them because everybody in the UK just seems to look down on them and really think that they're not supposed to have those titles, you know, not even just because of, you know, who they are, but also because partly of where they're from, because if they're not of UK heritage, they're of Southern heritage in the United States, you know, shout out to us. Subculture. Thank you, Chad. Subculture is the name of this tag team. There we go. Um, oh, subculture. Yes. So now this match was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, of course, you had Jensen um, and Boar. You know, they started off the match. Um, Boar and Andrews proceeded to double team Jensen until he made the tag to Josh Briggs. And I feel like a lot of their quick tags wound up is what wound up saving the day a lot of the time in the match. Um, there was a point where I saw this really impressive spot where Subculture actually hit um, an in the air. I think it was an, an in the air I, DDT or a cutter, but it was really cool and impressive the way that they did it. Um, and then, of course, you know, you had them hitting a kick on um, one of them in this picture, and then it was a suplex into it. And then it was a couple of times where it really looked like Subculture was going to win the match. But sadly enough, um, they did not come out the, with the win. And Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs wound up retaining the NXT UK titles. Um, and then they shook each other's hands after it was over in a show of sportsmanship. So that was really good. So um, Kat, um, were you able to see this match? I'm sorry. Yes. I was able to I see this know. match. <laughs> I was able to see this match. I thought it was a really, again, NXT UK always delivers. And so this was a really good open to the show. And I do like that there's this, like, you know, this going tag team feuds. I love it. And I feel like, again, you know, if you get a good tag team feud, you can really push that for some time. We think of, like, all the really good tag team feuds, like, like you know, Christian Edge and the Hardys or like Street Pockets and the Usos. And it's like really solid tag team wrestling. And so I feel like we can really, you know, if they keep, you never know. It could be a title change, but I thought it was a really good match. And I actually wasn't surprised that they retained. I thought they would. Uh, but it was a really, really good open. Uh, they, there was, a, again, there was some certain spots that I really enjoyed. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, not me, but y'all. <laughs> like, I won't be doing that. But I'm glad y'all can do that and entertain us. And so it was a really, really good open to NXT UK. And I really thought, like, they, like, showcased why. I feel like tag team wrestling is, should be, like, just as prioritized as, like, solo wrestling. Yeah, yeah, NXT has been doing that consistently for years now. It's like their tag division is like op is always operating on the best cylinders. I mean, and it's been like that consistently for years. And hopefully, you know, maybe you know, with the change in power, we'll get more of that um on the main roster. Um, but I believe maybe it's kind of hard to do that when there's one tag team who has all the titles, but it's okay. Um it's still okay regardless. So maybe with the changing of the guard that's going on in WWE, we'll see more of that on Raw and SmackDown. But um, on NXT, they have been consistently showing the best of tag team wrestling has to offer. And a lot of people really don't talk about it as much. Um, and they really need to give them their credit, you know, and give them their flowers. And we're going to do that here. So this match was stellar. But, of course, Brooks, um, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen are still your NXT UK tag team champions. Um, then we had a, a promo from Tyler Bate who attacked 
turned seven and got a little bit of revenge on him for stabbing him in the back um, and beating up on him because he didn't do any underhanded tactics to keep those NXT UK titles. And Tyler Bate was tired of it. So when he realized there was a camera, he walked up to said camera and basically said that he loved Trent Seven like a brother. But now I'm coming to get you because you broke my heart. And you can tell, like, it was very, very intense and very real. Like, what is up with all of these friends not caring about these friendships all of a sudden? And then it's just like, they're just throwing them in the trash and acting like nothing means anything anymore. And they're all just going into business for themselves. Like, it just sucks. Like, but I guess everybody can't be like the new day. So, but it sucks, though. Like, keep your friend. Like, we need friends in life. But Kat, (laughs) how did you feel about this segment? Uh, I thought it was a good segment. I, I, I feel like there is a lot, they, they're having a lot of like tensions between groups. And so this could be a good thing. I don't want to automatically, it's like, come on, man. Still, but I, I thought it was a good segment. And maybe this is again, just leading to more talks within the groups, within tag teams. I feel like sometimes that's lacking. Like you get a lot of the solo wrestler stories and a lot of their, you know, rise to the top or whatever the issue is and so it's nice to kind of see when it's not when it's like different like factions or groups you're like all right you can kind of see the dynamics for it especially if they are different like personalities and stuff and so i liked it and i feel like as you said nxt is better at showcasing that kind of stuff and so i thought it was good yeah, I was yeah. and I am ready, like I was with roxanne and core i'm ready to see trent seven and tyler break get into it um, I'm ready to watch them fight and throw hands with each other because you just can't treat each other like that. Um, but then there was, uh, moving on, there was a press conference with the NXT UK Women's Champion Mako Satomura and Saray. And of, and they spoke in Japanese, you know, fully throughout this, well, almost fully throughout this entire segment. And Saray was talking about, you know, how much respect she has for Mako Satomura and how she's held the NXT UK title. But she feels like in their match next week that Saray is going to embody sunrise and that Mako Satomura's reign will be a sunset. And I thought that was a very sweetly put, piece of shade that she threw at Mako like that. I was just like, so you just gonna say that like that? Like, in front of her? <laughs> but Mako didn't take necessarily too kindly to it either, even though she was really calm, too. And I'm just like, that would have went a whole, a whole lot different if this was in the United States. <laughs> but they are very composed, and I appreciate that. It was very different, because usually those break out into brawls. Yeah. But um, Mako was basically saying that, you know, a lot of people have tried to beat her, you know, have tried their best to beat her. And Saray is really talented, but she's not going to beat me next week. And she seemed very determined. She had a very determined and stoic look in her eyes when she said that. So after that point, you know, Saray was smiling and looking at the camera, but then Mako kind of turned around and did that pose that they do, of course, when, you know, those two fighters get in each other's faces and they just do that stare off. But then Saray turned around and she was like, she was scared low key. Um, I know Saray isn't scared, but she was like, she was scared of her when um, Mako did that look at her, that really intense stare. And I was just like, yep, she's staring a hole in your head. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like it's gonna be brutal next week but i can't wait to see it i really can't and then it's funny because saray actually showed up on nxt 2.0 i forgot to mention um because she wanted to challenge mandy rose you know to a match i don't know if it's going to be a title match or not but mandy rose didn't take too kindly to her you know challenging her you know as well either and she made reference to her you know challenging mako in the uk too yeah. so it's interesting so cat what do you think about this 
I was a little surprised that they went that route with her right away since she's only been there, what, two weeks? A uh, week or two. And so I'm like, oh, damn, already? Like, but I, I like it. But I also was like, did, did you forget who you're talking to? It was like that, like, she proved why she was the NXT UK Women's Champion for so long. You know, clearly she knows, like, she's about her business. Like, she will do what she needs to do. And so I was a little surprised that they went that route so soon. But I, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I feel like this is gonna, this is probably going to be really interesting to see. I feel like they're going to really put on a hell, like, when it happens, it's going to be a hell of a match. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, definitely. I am so looking forward to it. It's going to be cool. Um, even though I'm still slightly worried about Saray's safety, because <laughs> oh god, oh god, please watch NXT UK. You know, even though it does come on in the afternoon, um, after it comes on, if you have Peacock, they do have they put the episode up immediately. So um, if you're not as familiar with NXT UK, if you're watching um, our stream right now, please go back and watch NXT UK. It is really good stuff. It is a short one hour show, but what they do in that one hour is pretty fire. So please check that out if you have not already. Please do, please do, please do. So moving on uh, with women's action, we have Blair Davenport versus Amal. And something that's funny is the fact that these They've been beefing at each other and griping at each other for the past couple of weeks, right? So they were finally able to get in the ring with each other. And I was really excited to see this because Amal is very fiery and very aggressive. Um, but Blair Davenport is someone that I'm still, you know, learning because um, I really hadn't seen her wrestle all of that much. Um, but this match um, was really good. I liked it. Um, you saw Amal sort of hitting her with all kinds of strikes and everything. But then you had Blair Davenport who was avoiding, you know, kicks and avoiding, you know, slams and stuff like that. But then there was a couple of moments where it looked like Amal was taking advantage of um, Blair's injured knee. Like she really was trying to take advantage of it. And it was a couple of times where I thought for sure, you know, yeah. like Amal was going to wind up with the win, but she didn't. And I was just like, girl, come on. Like you was, you were being so aggressive with her, you know, in the beginning. Um, and then um, Davenport wound up missing a stomp off the turnbuckle. And then after that, you know, she was able to bounce back and then win with the Falcon arrow. Um, and this is her, of course, in this picture being triumphant, you know, holding her jaw because it looked like maybe, you know, she had some teeth got knocked loose. Maybe. I don't know. But Blair Davenport came out with the win um, with the Falcon Arrow. And I also like her gear a whole lot. And I was sad to see Amal, you know, lose this match because she was very composed. And that's something that they did talk about on commentary is the fact that um, even though she comes out a whole lot, you know, fiery and passionate in her matches, she was really chill in this match and yeah. i thought for sure that she was going to utilize that to win but she wound up losing to blair so how did you feel about this match cat and um, how do you and what do you feel is next for blair i i don't know maybe she can be the person they put up against michael like whatever happens uh you know with saray i mean they could really well push her to be like maybe you know in the title picture uh, but I thought it was a really, really good, uh, good match, and it was nice to kind of see Amala be a little different, like than her normal. I thought it was, and maybe that means she was going to get a change in her character. But I thought it was really good. I thought she did definitely pulled off the composed, uh, the composed look, and I, I thought it was good. I feel like we. I feel like I don't I don't feel like they should do another match. I don't think it's necessary, but I wouldn't be opposed to it if they did. 
Uh, but definitely a really good match. And I, I feel like maybe with Blair being on like the path that it, she could very well be like in the runnings for, you know, a uh, match against, you know, Mako to be an XT Women's Champion. I can see that happening. Uh, but it was, it was a really good match. I thought they complimented each other well. And it was nice to kind of see him out just like not be so, uh, like how sometimes she really is. And so that was good. Yeah, I, good, but I almost want to see Amal and Blair fight again. I, I guess I sort of disagree with you a little bit there because it was just like they were always just throwing barbs at each other and it felt like Blair was just being very disrespectful towards her. And I'm just like, you can't, you just cannot be disrespectful with the French hope like that. I don't like that. I just feel like Amal is growing on me in that sense. So I kind of, so I wouldn't be mad if they fought again at all. But Blair, you know, does seem like someone, you know, who could very well, you know, challenge Mako or whoever wins that um, title match next week. Uh, maybe Saray or just challenge anybody, you know, for that title, you know, if she wants to. But this match was really good and I am, you know, and it was very impressive and Blair came out with the win. Chad said this was my match of the week. Wow. The week's not over yet. <laughs> but, I, you know, he said what he said. Um, Amal was so refreshingly composed. I'm happy she didn't turn heel or show disrespect after losing. I'm happy the top Gajin um, Blair won. She might be the one to overthrow the final boss. She might. She might. You never know. You never know. Um, but after this match, we had a segment with Oliver Carter, um, who um, was invited to a dinner with Di Familia, um, but then... He did a voiceover with another German accent, but then with another German accent as Teoman was reading the letter that he left for them, you know, after he tore up the table decoration, you know, for the dinner and everything. And um, Collar, basically Oliver wrote um, and basically told them that Rohan Raja was was next and that he wanted to fight him next week at XCUK. Um, and then Taylman read the letter and he was absolutely furious that he tore up their dinner um, placement setting. So now we've got this fight that's going to be happening next week between Oliver Carter and um, and Rohan Raja. And I'm really interested in seeing this because it just seems like um, D Familia has just been bullying Oliver Carter ever since his um, ever since his tag team partner had to leave due to injury and they had to give up those UK titles. And you ain't gonna bully him. So I'm glad that Oliver Carter's getting bucket then. So that was a really interesting segment. Um, Kat, how do you feel about this um rivalry? I think it's a good one. Um, I I did think there was a little bit of shenanigans, but I feel like this can really go somewhere. And so I, I like it. I feel like it's like they're giving us little tidbits of what could what is coming up. And so I thought it was good. I, 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 I'm interested to see where this vibe really keeps going. Right. Me too. I really am. And I'm also interested in the idea that Oliver Carter, it's like, you know how on the bottom of the screen on NXT UK where they have the flags um, of the wrestlers and where, from what country they're from? Yeah. Oliver Carter has a Ghana flag. And it's just, I just have to know, is he Ghanaian? Is he from Ghana? You know, because and which region is he from? Because I've actually been there and I'm just like, what part are you from if you're really if you're from there? Like, I gotta know. But yeah, I'm really interested in seeing that fight next week. And of course, we're gonna talk about it here, so it's gonna be cool. So moving on, we had another segment with um Shaw Samuels, of course, the East End bookie. Um losing money. <laughs> uh, people were cashing in. Um 
were cashing in their bets from um from Noam Dar losing his NXT UK Heritage Cup um trophy championship. Um, and of course Shaw Samuels believed in his boy, but that didn't turn out to be, you know, good for him. So now since he's paid out all of his money, all the people who are looking to get his money back are now taking his shoes and his hat and his jewelry and his clothes for collateral. And I'm just like, God dang. See, that's why I don't gamble. <laughs> this is a lesson as to you know if you do that fine but i just know personally for me i don't like losing money so i'm just like no nah, like i it can't uh uh-uh. i don't care how hard life gets i'm not giving you my clothes or my <laughs> for anything like i'm not gonna do it i'm just not i'm just not gonna do it so yeah it's 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 sad to see him you know on in such dire straits, but hopefully, you know, he could turn his luck around and yeah. get his clothes back. Cause I know that just can't feel good at all. Not at all. So um, there was another segment involving Chase university and they were showing pictures of their time in the UK. And of course they're going to talk more about that in next week's episode of NXT UK as well. So here again, that's going to be interesting because they did show it on NXT 2.0 a couple weeks ago with their trip. Um, to the UK, and I was wondering, I thought they were going to show it maybe sooner on UK, but they did it, so now they're showing it now, but I guess you really can't, you know, I'll never, I'll never dispute watching Chase University, wherever they're at, because they're funny, so it's yeah. okay. So, this episode ended with a stellar match, um, a slightly scary but stellar match between Ilya Dragunov um, and Wolfgang from Gallus for the NXT UK cha- um, Championship, and um, there was a lot of heartfelt stuff going on in this match because Wolfgang, they, um, Nigel McGinnis mentioned on commentary that Wolfgang was able to fight in, an, in a match at NAC TakeOver Brooklyn, um, which I didn't know about this at all, in front of his mom, um, who has sadly passed away. Um, and so he was kind of going into this match, you know, with the mindset of her being on his mind. So I want to send love um, and good vibes to Wolfgang because I know that's something that's not easy at all because that's, of course, your mother. And you want to make your parents proud in that aspect, no matter what you do. So I'm all, I'm just going to send him peace and love, you know, and having to sort of deal with that part of life because it's hard and I've seen people go through it. It is not easy. So um, big ups to him for wrestling this match. And I'm more than sure that his mom is watching from um, above or it from above. And she's proud of you. And this performance in this match was absolutely stellar. Like, it was a couple of moments where I thought Wolfgang was going to win. And as tough as Ilya Dragunov is, you know, and we've seen him fight against the likes of Walter slash Gunther. Um, and so many other different people. And he's always, you know, brought his A game regardless of who he's fought. But with this match, it just felt like... There was a point where he tried to use his strength to lift up Wolfgang, but his back went out. And as his back went out, Wolfgang proceeded, you know, to throw him, you know, into the ring, into the corners of the ring, into the ring, um, into the turnbuckles. And he just basically tried to utilize his power throughout the match. Um, It was just really scary to see that, you know, that Ilya, it was a couple of times where I thought Dragunov was going to lose. Yeah. But even as he couldn't really lift, you know, and do any of his heavy lifting that he usually does, he was smart enough to utilize his other body parts that weren't injured, like his upper body and his arm strength and stuff, in order, you know, to go forth and win the match. But 
oh my god like Ilya Dragunov wound up retaining <laughs> the NXT UK title but it was literally by the skin of his teeth because Wolfgang was really ready to win this match and util- and do whatever it is he had to do in order to win but Dragunov hit a number of elbows and um and all kinds of other different things and he deadlifted him for a slam and wound up hitting the Torpedo Moscow for the win and this match was fire. It was absolutely fire. I please, you know, like I said earlier, if you don't watch NXT UK, this match is definitely a reason as to why you should give it a chance. So, Kat, um, were you able to watch this match in full? Um, and how did you feel about it? Didn't watch the full match, but from what I was able to see, and I didn't know he retained, um, from what I was able to see, it was a really, like, again, NXT UK are so is so on point with, like, the matches they pick and how they utilize the hour that they have. And so what I was able to see of this match, they definitely did bring it. They definitely did like kill it and do everything you can possibly do uh, to show not only for a championship match, but also to showcase, you know, what they can in the hour. And so what I was able to see was definitely a fantastic uh, match. And I'm glad he retained because it was like, it, it, from what I was able to see, there were moments I was like, damn, <laughs> he might not retain. It looked a little bit uh, stressful there, but he was able to retain after all. And so I was really glad that he did uh, when I was, saw that he did keep the belt. But definitely for what I was able to see, a really, really solid match, really solid. And they both killed it. Do you see Ilya Dragunov becoming another long reigning NXT UK champion. It's it's possible. I feel like with like the you know Walter Gutner, uh it was also the fact that he was like kind of imposing looking and I feel like sometimes when you do those reigns like that, it can look more realistic to the fans. Um I guess, but I can see. I feel like he's a really like good champion from everything we've seen so far. And he's like somebody who definitely has a really good move set in his arsenal. So it, it can very well be a situation where he's champion for a long time. But I guess we'll see. We'll see what WWE decides to do with uh, him as far as if he's going to have like a long title reign. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's how NXT UK ended, guys. So it was a pretty solid week, um, a solid and pretty on fire week in wrestling period but definitely nxc 2.0 and nxc uk really were firing on all cylinders both episodes were really good really solid like i say you can always catch nxc 2.0 on tuesdays at 8 7 central on usa and catch nxc uk on peacock um on thursday afternoons 3 p.m maybe 2 p.m depending on where you are central standard time um and even if you can't watch it when it does come on live you can always go back and watch the replay of it because they post it immediately so please give NXT UK a chance because it is really really good um so yeah um it was just lots of great stuff going on in wrestling I'm really excited to see where everything goes with NXT Heat Wave and next and with next week's episode of NXT UK it's just really cool stuff going on all around um so we've reached the end of our time together so Katrina just um tell every thank you so much for joining me like you always do um and just tell everybody where they can find you and what you've got going on uh i can be found pretty much anywhere on ncat we trust oops sorry guys let me mute that um i can be found anywhere pretty much on ncat we trust i'm on 
every social media platform for the most part if you are on instagram TikTok, or twitter to eat is a three as far as like what i'm doing outside of like you know the women's wrestling talk stuff and a couple of them um, trying to you know get some interviews i'm working on for my actual channel because it's been a little bit i've been very busy uh so it's been a little bit since i get to do like my podcast interviews and so i'm hoping to do that and i will uh, be in brooklyn on on august i believe that's the 19th uh ring announcing for black girl magic and so that, that should be pretty solid so obviously if you're in a new york city area definitely go and give them you know a shout out uh and support and all that good stuff definitely show what you can Yes, Black Girl Magic is something that is very important to Women's Wrestling Talk. That event is taking place next month in Brooklyn, New York. So please check that out that weekend. Um, hopefully, I'll be there as well. Um, it'll be my hopefully it'll be my second time in New York City within within a year, Jesus. Um, but yeah, like hopefully I'll be there, and it'll be a fun time where we have the best of Black women in wrestling today participating in this second annual event, and I'm super excited for it. Um, and even if I can't be there, you know, my heart will always be with it. So please check that out if you are in the Brooklyn area. But as for me, please know you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And also check out my podcast, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Um, anywhere you get your shows, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, I will be releasing a new episode, the 101st episode, um, this weekend. Um, a lot of cool stuff is going on, so I need to talk about everything that happened this past week with all of the scandal, all of the succession, just everything that's going on, I'm going to be discussing it, because it's been a lot, but we're going to get through it and navigate it together, because that's what wrestling is. So, yeah, please check out Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, check out our website at www.talkpod.com. Follow Women's Wrestling Talk on Instagram and Twitter at www.talkpod. Check out our articles. Check out our merchandise. Check out anything that we've got going on. Of course, follow us on Twitch if you have a Twitch channel. Um, check us out there and just continue to support us um, in everything that we do for the sake of women's wrestling and for the love of wrestling, period. So with that in mind, you know, check out all of our shows, follow our YouTube channel, and just just follow the movement, man. We're out here moving and shaking, and it's great. So with that in mind, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk.
the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.